Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Cade Moyer, and you are listening to the Believe Paranormal and UFO Podcast. If you have had an encounter and would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen and head on over to our website, believepod.com, and consider becoming a member to get bonus episodes and video content. Tonight I'm joined by Sarah, and Sarah had a really fascinating UFO encounter in Western Australia back in 2012. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's great to have you on, and uh, you're joining us all the way from the UK, which is really exciting. It's uh, it's great that we have listeners kind of all around the world, and I just find it so fascinating that you were living in Australia, you had this amazing UFO encounter, and you've uh i guess you've kind of reached back to to australia to share the story so thank you so much for doing that yeah oh thanks thanks for your podcast as well um yeah it's due to your podcast that i am talking right now because obviously i haven't spoken about it and i said to you before we started the show i haven't even told some of my best mates about the experience um just due to kind of fears of it you know and thanks to your show yeah we can come on and talk about it openly Thank you for the thank you for the kind words. Would you be able to take us back to this day back in Western Australia in 2012? Sure. Yeah, so um I moved to Australia in 2008 and I was backpacking around. Um I was living in a town called Dunsborough in Western Australia and I worked up at the Bunker Bay Day Spa as a holistic therapist and it was the 5th of August 2012 and I had my usual day off. I was heading into Bunbury, the town about an hour over. Uh, to go into uh, to go to an exercise class. Um, before I went to that exercise class, I was a little bit early, so I thought I'll go and have a mooch around the town, grab myself a drink. Went into um, this little hippie shop called the Blue Buddha. Thought I'll just go in there, have a little look around. And the lady at the counter was like, um, "Would you like to uh, have a reading? Uh, we have George in today." So I was like, "Oh, okay, um, I'll have a reading." 
Uh, I'm not really into psychics, I have to say, despite being a holistic therapist. I'm not, I've never really been into psychics, but I was like, oh, I've got some time to kill. I'll, I'll go and have a reading. So I met George and I had this reading. Um, and at the time I was feeling a little bit lost. I'd not long broken up with my boyfriend. Um, so I was feeling a bit, you know, I needed a bit of guidance. So um, he did me this lovely reading. And one of the things he said in the reading was, you're going to have a spiritual awakening. So I left the shop and thought, I didn't really think too much of it. I went to my exercise class, did my exercise class. And I was dry. Then I was driving home. It was around um, sunset, which is normally around six or seven um, in Western Australia. And um, I was driving down the freeway from Bunbury, heading towards uh, Cape or the bus of highway. And I started to remember, I was thinking about my day and I was thinking, oh, I feel really pumped from my class. And like, I was like, just feeling awesome. And in my head, I was like, oh yeah, George said I was going to have a spiritual awakening. So I was like, I'm going to have a spiritual awakening. I'm going to have a spiritual awakening. And I was like, had this mantra going in my head and I was really feeling it to like the core of my being. And I was like, yeah, living the dream, you know, like living in Australia and, you know, it, it was all awesome. And then as I'm driving down the freeway, I've just gone past Capel and the Bustle Highway goes from like double lane into single lane. And all of a sudden I see this like bright light in the sky. And I thought, oh, wow, what a beautiful star. Like, that's really nice. And then I'm driving a bit more and this, what I thought was a star, started to get bigger. And I thought, oh, wow, it's a really bright planet. I wonder what planets are like showing tonight and then as I'm driving down a little bit more it's getting brighter and lower and I thought whole I was like holy shit like is that a plane like and we this is 2012 we didn't get much aircraft over I think when I was living there for four years and I only saw one flight go over like one plane go over in the whole time that I lived there and I was like wow that's like a really low aircraft and as I'm driving along it's as if I'm driving on a runway and there's a plane coming to to land it just looked like it was coming towards me lower and lower and I was like my heart just started beating like so fast I was like what is going on like I felt so scared and then my all of a sudden my sat nav went completely dead I picked up my phone my phone had switched off and as this what I thought was a, like a light aircraft um it wasn't it ended up it was a, a UFO like a spaceship craft it came over didn't go all the way over the car into my head. It went over to the left-hand side and I was nearly under the whole thing. And um, the only way I can describe it is it looked like um, the top half looked like flight. You know, the film flight of the navigator. Um, yeah. It, the top half looked like that. It was like the um, totally silver, like metal. Um, and it had like the ridges in it, like flight of the navigator, but underneath it was like a triangular um, shape. Um, and it, that was totally flat and it had lights underneath. There were like in the middle was a large circular um, orangey red light. And then um, I'd say like on the wing, but, I mean, it wasn't an airplane, but each side of the wing, there was um, just like a, a bright white light um, either side. And at the front of this triangle underneath, it had another circular um, bright light as well. And they were all sat like flush to the surface Um yeah, and then I, there was also like a, a blue on the um, left-hand side of it. There was like a blue, um, a bit like a blinker light. It wasn't blinking, but like, you know, you get a blinker light on an aircraft. It was like a small light on the left-hand side of it. 
Um, and I could even see on on the side of the aircraft, uh, the, the aircraft, the side of the UFO, there was like um, some writing. It was like a rectangular um, like metal plaque like stuck to the side and it had like writing on the side of it and it looked like um, hieroglyphics of some kind. And I remember the first one, I couldn't, there was about five to seven like hieroglyphics on the side um, and the first one kind of looked like an it wasn't an om but it was it looked like an om and then a couple over i remember what um you know you have the um email sign it's like a the circle and then you've either got like an arrow coming off it or um uh like a cross coming off it it kind of looked like that it was a circle with like a stick coming off it um with either an arrow on the end or like a, a, a cross so it looked something like that um, I cannot remember the other letters because it or, or the numerals because it just it all happened like so quick, um, and then it went off. It was there was no sound at all. I carry I don't know how to still carry on driving, but I just think it was just pure shock. I didn't want to stop because I thought like what is this? What is you know? I, I was so scared. It went off to the left hand side of me, and I couldn't see it in because um, I was driving the road. I didn't stop or anything, and it went off to the left hand side. And I carried on driving and I was like, just totally in shock. And I thought, oh my God, what the F was that? Like, what is going on? Um, and then my sat nav came back on, my phone came back on. So I instantly called my ex um, boyfriend up. I was like, you'd never guess. I told him the whole story. I was like, you never guess what I've just seen. Like this just happened. And then I happened to just look over to the right hand side and over the ocean, I could see um, about five to seven blue lights, like in Zigerton. um so whether that was like one big craft or whether that was like five or seven smaller crafts like the one that had just flown over me I don't know but they were hovering over the ocean all I could see was the blue light I couldn't see any of the metal it was too far away and I uh, carried on driving um he just really calmed me down he was like I believe you I believe you calmed me down he was like just get home so um I drove all the way um, back to Dunsborough, I literally parked up so quick in my drive and just ran into my house. Um, and I remember being in my kitchen and it just felt like a sense of, I don't know whether it was shock or whether it felt like a sense of electricity um, or whether that was just the shock from it all. Um, and I remember just ringing up my my mum straight away. I was like, mum, I've just seen this UFO. I was in hysterics talking to her and she just like really calmed you down. She was like, call George um, and just tell him what you've seen. So I, I managed to find George's number and um, I called him up and I told him what I saw. He was like, okay, can you draw it? Can you write down just everything so you don't forget it? So I wrote it all down and drew it all in that. And I um, arranged to meet up with him again, like um, in the week. Um, and I remember just being like so scared and so in shock at what that I couldn't sleep that night and I had to I went to bed with the light on and I think I only had about a few hours sleep in the end but when I eventually did go to sleep I had like the strangest dream of um, being stood uh, like in this dark room in front of like a, not a council of beings or people like there was like a desk and I remember seeing um, there were like two men like both with uh, one had like they both looked human and had like cloaks 
Sean I had like one had really big eyes um, and looked like human like the other one was paler a lot paler in the skin and had like long blonde hair both of these like cloaks on now I'm not saying that's true and that's that was that what was in that spaceship or whatever it was but maybe that dream was my mind trying to comprehend like what had happened or or whether that was a bit of a memory coming back I don't I don't know but um I just I feel I need to explain that part as well because I feel it's quite relevant relevant um yeah and then I remember waking up in the morning just still in shock and I think I'd convinced myself for about a week that I was going that I'd lost the pot and I was going mad I was like I researched flight paths I um was googling everything I possibly could to try and find an explanation for it um I was very lucky that I had such um caring and positive um uh, friends in the spa that I worked with because they just really took me under their wing they believed me and they they really helped me through what was just the most strangest shocking time of my life and um yeah I, I owe a lot to them um yeah and um um yeah and then I after about a week I kind of like managed to settle myself down a bit and thought well if I was going mad then surely I wouldn't still be functioning and I would I wouldn't know I was mad you know if you're bonkers you're bonkers aren't you you know you don't know you're bonkers do you you know um so I've managed to like calm myself down I was like no I know what I saw there's no flight path there's no it, it was an unidentified flying object that I saw um yeah and then ever since then I've just um kind of kept it to myself and um the people closest to me really until now speaking to you wow sarah that is that is quite a confronting ufo encounter yeah 100 percent. yeah and we didn't have any like back then we didn't have any podcasts there was i didn't find any because i searched you know we didn't even you know i wasn't even really go on facebook very much like i mean it's so good now that we've got um, all of this support from you know facebook groups and podcasts like your your own you know so um yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and and you know what, the it was such a, a a fringe time for having a UFO encounter, and to to have that support from not only your family but your partner and yeah. your workmates. That's that's exceptional because people people mm. today even have trouble finding a support network like that with an encounter yeah. like that. Yeah, I think because I'm a realist, like I, I, I'm into holistic therapies and all for alternative therapies, but also like science as well. Like I'm normally the first one to call bullshit on something, you know, and I think my friends know me, they trust me, they believe in me and they know that I was telling the truth. You know, I, I mean, I'll take a lie detector. I'll, you know, you can analyze my body language and do whatever. Like I know what I saw and I, it, it was real, like. And they, I think they just, they know I'm not a liar. I wouldn't lie. Like, I've got no reason to. If anything, I'd rather not see it and carry on my life as normal because, you know, it is just, it's changed, totally changed me. Um, my whole thought process, everything just goes out the window. Your schooling, your the history, you know, everything's just blown out. The, and it's, it's mind-blowing. Like, it really is mind-blowing. Yeah, you've experienced something that a lot of people would really dream of because you went and saw you saw something that's changed your paradigm completely. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, 
What does that make you think then? Because does that does that make you think what you saw was maybe out of this world? Do you think it was something something different, like something not from this earth? Well, I thought at the time I thought um, it's a spaceship. It's from yeah, from somewhere else, not on this planet, you know. Um, and because of the writing on the side of it, this wasn't you know English or anything like that. It was like symbols, you know. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, I've tried to, I've gone through every theory, I've researched, you know, different aliens, and I just, um, I'm just totally mind blown. It's just, there's so many rabbit holes, aren't there? And I think you could get lost in them. Um, and I try and bring myself back out from that and just think, okay, it just, it was, it is what it is. It was what it was. Like, will I ever find out the truth behind it? Who knows? Yeah, um, that's a that's a really good mindset to have because... It is so easy to to go down these rabbit holes, and then it's hard yeah. to come out because you can get Definitely. you can get absolutely hooked on this stuff. You can it's people get yeah. addicted to you know trying to find the truth of what they experienced, and you know it, it's a it's a dangerous dark path to go down because the I guess the the will of wanting to know what that was can never essentially be satisfied. Yeah, yeah that's it. And I remember not believing in UFOs as well. Like before this day happened, I was a bit skeptical. Like, you know, I'd researched things in the past and, um, you know, my ex-partner was into UFOs and what have you. And I thought, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, I was very narrow minded, you know, I think. And um, I remember my dad was into UFOs as a kid. And it's really funny because his favorite movie was that Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. And um me and my mum used to absolutely rip the piss out of him because he'd always watch <laughs> that film. And even to the point where um, we used to mould his bangers and mash, like the guy that used to mould the mash or whatever it is, <laughs> moulding the play or whatever. And we used to serve it up to him, sniggering, thinking we were hilarious. And I remember um, speaking to my dad the day after I phoned him up. And the first thing he said to me was, see, I bloody told you so. Um so, yeah, so that was my karma. I think, yeah, he had the last laugh on that one, didn't he? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. you saw this this unbelievable craft essentially right in front of you and literally meters away. Like, this is this is like the holy grail of a, of a UFO encounter that, you know, people dream of. And were you, were you thinking this is definitely a UFO? When you saw it, like, were you trying to process it to to think maybe this is just an aeroplane or anything like that? Well, when it was um, it, when it was looked like I was driving along a runway and it was coming lower and lower, and I thought, oh my gosh, this plane's going to crash! Like, what what is this? It wasn't till the light had kind of totally dimmed and it was literally over the top of my jeep, and I was like looking up, like, what? And it was just pure metal. It's nothing I, you know, I've never seen anything like it in my life. It was just pure metal. You know, it didn't look like an aircraft. It was, you know, it didn't look like it was, it was made. It was totally silent as well. And the lights underneath, um, it was just like magnificent. And it was also the size, the height up was about a two story house. So it was obviously very low. And I could read the hieroglyphics, I say hieroglyphics, but they're symbols on the side of it. And it was about the size of the roof of like your house as well. Just like oh, a normal. Wow. So it was actually yeah. quite quite a large craft. So large, yes. Yeah. 
Wow, that's incredible. And the fact that this was making no noise, just flying silently no, no over noise. And my sat-nav, I was so scared because my sat-nav went, um, went off. So whatever that was, was able to disable my sat-nav and switch my phone off. Yeah, that's, that's so, really scary. That's the type of stuff that you, yeah. you hear about in movies where, you know, that happens yeah. just before you kind of get abducted type of thing. Well, this is the thing. And my friend said to me, like, I don't, and my ex-boyfriend said to me at the time, was like, do you have any markings on you? Do you think you're abducted? I said, no, because no time went. Like, I still got home at a normal time that I'd get home from driving back from Bunbury to Dunsborough. Um, I don't remember, like, being abducted. If they did, then they put me back exactly at the same time I was driving along. Like, um, the only thing I do have is that dream, which... Um, I only remember, that's the only thing I remember in that dream is just seeing those two like people or beings, whatever they were. Um, and that, that's, and, but they looked human to me. So, and like I said, maybe that was my mind trying to comprehend like what has happened. Yeah. And the fact that you remember that dream so vividly is yeah, like, that's a, that's a real point of interest for me because I don't know about you, but for me, I swear I could wake up and I'd forget my dreams in about two minutes. It's just, I don't know. I just have one of those hopeless minds, but for you to remember such detail from that, that is, that's, yeah. that's kind of odd and makes me wonder if there is, you know, potentially something else to that. And now a quick word from our sponsor. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. I think so. And I, I've never thought, or I um, could be totally wrong, but I've never thought... Um, aliens i always laughed at the gray alien look you know your your typical like ufo movie with i was always like why do they have to look like that you know like why make them look like that i mean they may do i don't know but i always thought well why don't they look like us you know like surely there's got to be a race of beings that look like us because who created us you know like it's i did that's my just my mindset and how i've always thought you know like i was yeah think they would look like us yeah absolutely i agree with you and i think you know a lot of the you know popular culture and the zeitgeist really leads a lot into these types of i guess uh ideas and and i guess scenarios of like how aliens should look and yeah you know it's it always really does raise a bit of a a red flag for me when you hear people encountering things that are so stereotypical of of that yeah and I really like your encounter because it's 
it's so different and it's so unique and the even the dreams that you have are different you know you're not seeing the the big almond eyed you know gray no. alien with the black eyes it's you're seeing something that's different and i think that's i think that's really interesting yeah yeah definitely i mean they may look like um what was that film called um the, oh no what, uh, the, what was that film called where um cocoon that's it they might look like that you know they're just like light beings as well i thought of that theory as well like maybe they just look like you know the ones in cocoon it's just a you know um a light you know um who knows yeah exactly it's it's a really fun type of exercise to do because you know if if you really think of it in in a scientific manner that these things are growing up on you know alien planets you know they they may not even be a carbon-based life form they could be you know something synthetic or, or something just we don't even can't even think of and i think that's really that's the fun part of these these types of conversations yeah definitely yeah I think it's fantastic. We've got so many platforms now um, to be able to do a bit of research on and just some real thought provoking things that you haven't thought of before. You know, we've got to kind of work together as a collective, no matter how wacky our ideas sound. But, you know, I do think we all need to come together and work as a collective because um, I don't see us having any truth coming from um, any members of parliament or, you know, any governing bodies or, or wherever. I don't see that or NASA or whatever. I don't see any truth coming from them i feel it's going to come from us as a collective and you know what um, there's every chance that they don't even know themselves it's it's one of these things this as well yeah i agree with you there because so many people have these encounters and the you know the whole thing is you know there was an absolute disinformation act about ufos and and everything related to that so that could just yeah. be the fact that, you know what, this is all too hard. We don't know anything about it. So let's just try to make yeah. people look silly. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. Something something interesting that you said there was that this kind of changed how you look at the world because you've you've had this encounter with something that is, you know, potentially from out of this world. How does that change your your thought process about how you just kind of go on with everyday things yeah it was really hard after this encounter like the first couple of months were quite hard to then I still got up and went to work and you know I had to you know um but the more I spoke about it the more to my like the spa girls the more I could kind of process it and just thought okay it is what it is I've just got to take it for what it is and I need to to crack on with life but you do question everything from your education when you're younger all the history you've learned um like you know, are we being lied to? Um, it was really hard to, um, it was really hard to switch off at some stages, like um, especially because I thought about it every day. Not a day has gone past where I haven't thought about this encounter, but I did manage to suppress it, especially when um, I had my first child. I was, you know, everything was up in the air when you have your first child, isn't it? It's just, you know, you really need to kind of level your head, you know, and just think, focus on your child. And I just thought, okay, I just need to bury this. So I did. I buried it for years and years and years. And it wasn't until moving back to the UK and then um, 2020 hit and I had like so much more time on my hands to think. And um, and then every day it just came back. I was thinking about it. And it's like, right, okay, there's something in this that I need to, um, 
it's got to come up it's got to resurface and I spoke to my mum about it I was like mum I'm thinking about this every day like I can't get it out of my head um you know and she was like maybe you should have some regression or hypnotherapy or something like it obviously needs addressing you know so um so I did I sought after um having some quantum healing I don't have you ever had that done before no I've never heard of that before can you tell me a little bit more about healing well, I don't think I'll do it much justice, but um, so it is a bit like hypnosis. And it, it's, you know, Dolores Cannon, she does the um, hypnotherapy and the regression to take you back to previous lives or future lives or what have you. So um, I found a guy in my area that does this and um, I went and had a session with him um, and it was absolutely amazing. So I was able to like do the regression back um, to some past lives. And then we also went went to the day that I'd... Um, in had the encounter and now nothing came up that I'd been abducted or whatever but what I did get was um that 20 I'm not saying I'm mystic Meg here I'm not a psychic or anything but this is just what was said in my um my quantum healing was that 2030 is going to be the big reveal um and that uh, I, I could tell the difference between like uh my say when you're you're not channeling but a little bit of channeling so you can tell the difference between yourself talking um your higher self and then perhaps some other being talking to you um i could have i could tell a difference between the three if that makes sense okay so it it almost kind of sounds like a like a a bit of a a ce5 kind of contact type of thing it is yes sorry i I should have said i did find this guy via ce5 so oh he put me onto the ce5 work after I'd been to see him, which then led me to um, the Facebook groups and then yourself. Um, yeah. So everything seems to have fallen into place, like since seeing um, the quantum healing guy. Yeah, that's really interesting because the the whole CE5 thing, like, you know, every, everyone has their own kind of take on it and their own kind of experiences with it. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really skeptical about it, but to to be truthful i've never done it myself so you know i I feel like i don't really have any kind of authority to say hey that's that's great or that's not great or it's real or it's not um it's it's something i really do need to look into yeah i i well so do i because i've joined the groups i've um i've read the manual and I haven't, um, so I've joined the groups on Facebook, I've read the manual, but I haven't actually physically gone out and done any yet, mainly due to, oh, due to lockdowns, but mainly due to, I've still got so much fear. Like, I still just, it was such a crazy thing to have happened. It's not like I'm, because I just feel like if I go out at night, it's just going to happen again. Like, I really want to be with people when it happens, but it's just that, um, I've just got to feel the fear and do it anyway. I know I've just got to. I've just got to find the right group as well in my area to go out with. And, um, and it, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? Do you know what I mean? Just got to feel the fear and do it anyway. But, um, but yeah, it's on my list. It's on my list to do and to meet up with the CE5ers in my area. Was that something you have difficulty with after that experience is driving on your own or being so, alone? Yeah for quite a while driving at night like if I finish because sunset so early in um Australia doesn't it you know you literally finish work and the the sun will set and it's like oh wow it's in like seven o'clock um so yeah driving home driving anywhere I was constantly looking up and then sometimes I'd 
you know, I'd go to another exercise class and I think, oh, shit, shit, shit. Like, don't, don't let it happen now. Don't let it happen now. And I'd be like, okay, it's not going to happen. You know, it's just this constant like mind chat of, okay, not now. Don't come now. Wait till I'm with someone. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need somebody to hold my hand. But I'm, I think I've always been a bit of a scaredy cat. Like I'm, I'm not into, you know, horrors. I'm not into like any, you know, anything like that. I don't like any, like any of the paranormal stuff. Like, you know, I just, um, it freaks me out. I just, um, yeah. And I know people will be like, oh, man up, you know, like we would love to have the experience that you've had. But um, I know I just, yeah, wish someone would be with me if it happens again. So um, that's what I, that's what I'm working on next, I think, is just building up the courage and just feeling the fear and just going out with these CE fibers and just seeing what happens. Yeah. And it's a really big step because, you know, there's, you know, people have um, PTSD for encounters like yeah. this, you know, and, and that's yeah. something that's just so very, very real and so, so personal. And to try to explain that to, to someone who wasn't there, who doesn't understand, who, you know, let alone doesn't believe in UFOs would be let alone impossible. And the, yeah. the fear that you would have, I, I completely understand that because you, you experienced something that was life changing. You, you don't really, understand it and who's to who's to say that the next one would be so so kind so to say if it ever did happen Mm. again yeah um i think i was quite lucky after it happened because i had all the spa girls you know i had a lot of treatments done i had i felt like i had a lot of support so um but yeah i definitely reckon perhaps there was a bit of like post-traumatic stress afterwards um yeah do you think you'll ever tell close friends about this type of encounter now yeah so it's funny because um oh so i've not told them like my best mates in the uk don't know even though i tell you know my best mates have known them since we were like five years old i still not told them um just because they're not so my friends in australia and new zealand they're very like you're very forward thinking over there and very alternative and working in the spa industry it's like you know everyone it's just a real open awesome place isn't it really to be everyone's forward thinking whereas England's a little bit different I'm not saying everyone's like this but it's a little bit different um so yeah I think I will but I think it's got to be the right time I have tried to tell them a couple of times but then the phone's rung or something's happened and then I haven't had the chance to but yeah I think after this podcast I really ought to it could be a really soft way to kind of share your encounters with people and just say, look, I'm not the only person that this has happened to. This guy's spoken to hundreds of other people who have had these really weird and unusual encounters that can't be explained. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, Sarah, has your interest in UFOs made you want to to look into this further? Because I know you're doing, you're looking into into C five and and stuff like that, and you said you almost went down this this kind of rabbit hole. Is there is there something else that kind of calls you to to look into it? Is there? Do you feel like you have some type of connection to it? Yeah, I just wondered like why, like why I do think that there was um, there's definitely thinking about it, there's definitely something in the fact that. Um, you know, George the psychic said, you're going to have a spiritual awakening. Like, I'm not saying he he predicted that this was going to happen. I think maybe he planted the seed in my head and I was like on the vibration of like, you know, you have like law of attraction and, and manifesting and I was just feeling it 
to my core. I think maybe I maybe open something up with like, yeah, hello, come to me, like speak to me. Do you know what I mean? I think there was definitely something in how I was feeling um, driving along that road and what I was thinking that definitely helped perhaps them think, oh, hello, yeah, would you like a spiritual awakening? Bam, here you go, you know. Um, yeah, there's definitely something something in that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I'll tell you what, I was exactly – I was baiting you for that kind of answer because hmm. it's it's one of these things that, you know, I don't think CE5 calls to everyone. Um, no. It certainly doesn't call to me, but that's not to say that I'm never going to try it. But what you what you kind of encountered – almost sounds like you not wished for this thing to happen, but you weren't exactly asking it not to show up. No, I mean, I've tried it with a lotto win and it didn't work. So, <laughs> but I do think um, you have to just be true. It's not like you can go out in C5 and just summon them down or whatever they are, you know, like they're going to choose to come when they want to. I mean, you know, they're far more greater than what we are. Well, I think they are far more greater than what we are. Um, but yeah, I just think you just got to be, um, yeah, true and innocent and um, in your thinking. Yeah. How often are you looking up into the sky now? Yeah, every night. I have never not always looking up. Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. You've got this. Yeah. Natural curiosity burnt into you now, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's like I try not to think about it too much. I mean, because I'm a mum, I've got two girls. Like I'm a mum. Like work you know um you have to have it's hard to have the balance between this normal like normality of life and then also this out of world or or whatever it is it's it's really hard to find the balance between the both of it you know the the thing is you still have this normal life that you you need to live and then you kind of have this this amazing secret that kind of sits on the surface that you know you've experienced something that is possibly from out of this world and you know that's a really tough story to share with people it is because people just think you're think you're bonkers you know um yeah they just you know think oh whatever you know what's what what was you smoking do you know what i mean like you just think you're either on drugs or you've you know you've lost the plot like um but it's not it's so real and it's happening and we you know just we've got to wake up to this you know but i guess everyone will wake up in their own time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. You know, everyone's on their, their own journey, their own path. And that's it. The, what I really like though, is in this modern day and age, we almost seem to be on this path to disclosure and to, to have a UFO encounter is no longer this weird taboo thing that only happens to the crazies of the world. It's, it just happens to normal people. Yeah. That's it. It's just normal everyday people. Like, Yeah. And I didn't, I wasn't even doing, I didn't think I was doing anything special at the time. I wasn't, you know, I didn't even know what CE5 was at the time. I was just literally driving up the road feeling really awesome, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. Well, Sarah, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Your encounter was absolutely fascinating. I, I love the fact that you have these amazing dreams about these kind of alien-like creatures that aren't the status quo and i really do love the fact that you kind of look more into this even though that you're you're not quite sure you know like you're you're not 100 percent on board with it all but you're you're willing to give it a red hot crack and you know look more into it yeah 
Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. I just try and keep it real, as real as I can. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Believe Paranormal and UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and you would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. Finally, don't forget to follow us on all our social media outlets and be sure to join our Discord server to talk to other listeners of the show. You'll find all these links in our show notes. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.